0: Happy are you? If I were to ask you to describe on a scale of 1 to 10 how happy you are, what do you think your answer would be? I mean, happiness is relative, and I'm gonna talk about that later, but I want to ask you before before I talk to you about today's topic, at least what I want to share with you. I want to ask you to think carefully. Are you just about in the middle? Are you extremely happy with your life? Or do you feel extremely unhappy and dissatisfied? I want you to think about the reasons I mean, if you're happy right now, like really, really happy, you wouldn't change a thing. Do you know the reasons why you're happy? And if you're just about in the middle, like about five or six on that 10 scale, do you know why you may be feeling a bit unsatisfied? And if you're at the bottom, Maybe you already have a pretty good idea of what might be keeping you down. You see, from a scientific point of view, happiness is more or less defined as a goal state that we human beings have kind of evolved to pursue. It's, it's kind of a signal that we've been satisfied and our needs have been met. Um, Steven Pinker he kind of sums it up I got this I got this information from one of my recent classes I'm actually taking two classes at the moment but one of them I haven't quite completed (laughs) Um, I'll tell you guys about that a bit later but Steven Pinker said that we are happier when we are healthy well-fed comfortable safe prosperous, knowledgeable, respected, non-celibate, and loved. Now, I'm not quite sure if you were able to get all of that, but I'm pretty sure you might be thinking, those sound like really good things, right? (laughs) If you were able to tick off most of the things on that list, I think you're probably really happy, right? (laughs) I mean, that's one way to look at it. The truth is, no one, no one, or most likely no one, based on, I guess, based on science, is going to ever say that they are 100% happy. And there are a number of reasons for this. I'm going to stick to the scientific reason. No one will ever say 10. There's always something there's always going to be something that we feel like we're missing or something is lacking in one area or another and of course that also comes into play with the fact that nothing is perfect perfection is um it's an ideal it's an ideology that we strive for but we know is more or less um, it's impossible nothing is ever perfect no matter how perfect something may seem it's that that crinket flaw that makes it perfect, but it is flawed nonetheless. Um, today I want to talk to you guys about happiness because I've recently started asking myself this question. You know, with everything that happened, um, <laughs> so recently, um, I think it was maybe a week or two weeks ago, I don't think it's been that long. I found the strength and the courage to tell the love of my life that I loved him, (laughs) Um, and it was a really emotional and moving experience for me, you know, he lives, he's currently living in Jamaica, or I think he might, I think he's definitely still in Jamaica, or he might have moved to the States, Um, I'm not quite sure myself, I'm halfway across the world <laughs> across the world here in China and um, I tend to go back and forth the States and China because of my family and uh, it's really interesting because at the end of our conversation I felt this this desire uh, within myself and I also felt this this yearning kind of like this um this hole that was somewhat present before that I was so fixated on my fear of (laughs) my fear of getting over my anxiety my anxiety and my fear of you know relationships and just everything that was associated with that fiasco, (laughs) that I hadn't taken the time to, I was so busy, I was so distracted, that I hadn't even realized that there is something that I am not happy about, something that I feel that is missing from my own life. And what's interesting is that with each step I take, towards this challenge of mine, which is intimacy and romance and, you know, relationships. I keep uncovering more and more and new things that challenge the way that I think, the way that I thought before, challenge my perception of love and intimacy and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a really beautiful thing that I'm able to grow and learn. I'm I'm all about growing. I think um I think the only thing that would be that would be missing is probably a notepad <laughs> Um that I can walk around with for, for the rest of my life so I can keep tabs and all the all the things that I've learned. <laughs> uh I think that um I think that I really I really should have taken more time um, to pay attention to this thing that I'm struggling with and I'm not saying that I regretted the last six years of my life which has been an incredible growth period in my um, personal development academic development and a whole bunch of other stuff but I really did neglect this area of my life and so at this point after things are unraveling, I find myself realizing that I'm not happy with where my current decisions are leading me. And I'm actually really happy about that. Sorry, I'm not trying to get you guys all gloomy and down. Um, But I want you to understand something. No one is expected or required to be happy and like joyful and ecstatic and like 100% positive all the time. I am a pacifist. I'm also a humanitarian and I I strive to be a a truly um, kind of altruistic person. It is my nature. I am somewhat, uh, I strive for altruism. I want to be as altruistic as I possibly can, and that's not just because I'm deeply concerned with the well-being of, um, you know, people in the world who are in need, people who lack education, um, clothing, basic needs are being met. I genuinely care about the people around me, and I genuinely care. I genuinely care about what happens to our world just everything in general i'm very um emotional about the well-being of people life and also animals but i'm not going to get into any like (laughs) let's just leave those um conversations for later i'm just going to stick to what i was trying to say um so that made me sad when i realized i wasn't happy about it because i i went on the um I went on my website, and my website has a Facebook page, and my assistant wasn't able to get in, so I had to kind of turn on the, the, like, turn on the VPN in order to get to Facebook, and that was kind of like my first time getting on that site since I don't know how long, and, um, I saw an old friend, and. I saw that he got married and I was just so happy for him and he and his bride, they look beautiful, they look happy, um, they've got a baby on the way and I was just out of my mind ecstatic for him and that was a beautiful moment but it also was kind of like a wake up call I realized that while I've I've been running away from. I've been running away from commitment and intimacy and relationships. Understandably so, because it, as it turns out, this is something that is kind of deep, deep-seated. It's a deep, deep-seated problem, and I think an, a, one of the things that contributed to that was the fact that my parents—they um, had a bit of a dysfunctional. Relationship uh, and they kind of split when I was a teenager, and that went on for a couple of years until now I'm an a- until now I'm an, an an adult, and now they've patched things up. But during those times, you know, and that also led to me turning to alcohol when I was a young adult when I graduated high school and um, upper level. I think that that really did affect the way the way that I view um, relationship and intimacy and I think that amongst a few other things but that was one of the main things that really affected my view on relationships and my ability to accept intimacy and to cope with that as well as my my character of course (laughs) but um not to stray too much from what I was trying to say um, you know, philosophers have debated the nature of happiness for thousands of years. The scientists have kind of discovered, you know, that happiness means it definitely means different things. And there are like three major um, types of happiness. Like there's like um, the life satisfaction, there is a positive feeling, and there is the the in like for example, how frequently you feel positive and how infrequently you feel negative. So I'm going to try to explain that and it all, it, all, it, it all narrows down to something that they call a subjective well-being, okay? So in terms of life, life satisfaction, um, if you think that your life is great or if you're, and if you're satisfied with your job and if you have a high self-esteem, and you make good income, and you're achieving your goals, this genuinely leads to you being happy. You're happy with your life, you know? I definitely think that I'm more or less very content with my life. Um, the only area of my life that I would say, I, as I just told you, I realize that I'm not happy with the way I have handled that is um, my lack there of intimacy constantly running away from it and then I feel like I'm missing something like it's not like I gave it a good try and actually tried to be with someone and gave someone a chance to really know me and then to try to be together I haven't really done that I haven't done that as an adult (laughs) and so I feel almost like it's I feel like I'm blaming myself I am to some extent and so I acknowledge that I'm not happy about this and I'm just trying to think of the best way to fix a problem to address it and try to get myself to the next step like what is the next step in healing this issue that I have um the second thing that the second type of happiness that philosophers say is a positive feeling so this one is kind of um, enjoying life and loving others, you know? It tends to be intertwined with having supportive friends and interesting work. And I think that in this area, I'm also pretty comfortable. How about you? I mean, I tend to have a very loving relationship with my family now, especially my my immediate family. And um, <laughs> um people more or less see me or look up to me or tend to um, characterize me as um, being very, um, how do I say, benevolent and kind and sweet and honest, a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) And you know, that definitely does add to how I view myself as a person. It does affect you. The people that you have around you greatly influences your level of happiness and influences the way that you see yourself and the way that you see the world and I think the last one is um, low negative feelings you know you have you tend to like if you have low negative feelings you tend to have fewer chronic worries you really get sad or angry you have low neuroticism you know, your goals are in order, you have a positive outlook on life. I think this is the area where I would say that I strive the most, um, with the exception of my anxiety. <laughs> I know that's going to sound a bit contradictory, but let me explain. I, I more or less, um, and I'm being very honest with you. Um, when I was younger, uh, After, you know, my parents' marriage fell apart and I graduated. And I, um, even before I, you know, kind of met up with the wrong group of people as a bit of a bad influence, even before that, I was a very, um, I was a very quiet, like, girl and very kept to myself. I've always had this character. I was never loud or outgoing, and um, I didn't have much of a, how do I say, a neurotic character. Now, as an adult, um, I think the only or the main neurotic thing about me is definitely my, my anxiety that causes me to Pull away, or to run away, or to feel uncomfortable to the point where I start losing, um, losing the ability to speak or think clearly because I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> um, and with the exception of that, I tend to be extremely controlling and kind of manage my life in a very goal-oriented way. I have a very positive outlook on life, and I don't really get angry I know that most of especially my my relatives <laughs> and um, I'm gonna say good friends or maybe frequent listeners uh, most of you know my character <laughs> and um, people are always asking me like um, don't I like they, they will say stuff like I want to see you when you're angry I'm like sure but it doesn't doesn't happen a lot <laughs> but um, you know next time I feel the need to to like express myself and even when I do get angry I still try to find a better way to or I try to find a peaceful or uh, a good way to express my emotions don't get me wrong no one is perfect maybe I've just been in a really good environment and around really good people and I haven't gotten to the point where I've um, and you know, everyone's character is different as well. Um, people express their anger in different ways. But in terms of myself, I don't uh, I'm not really used to getting angry, especially um, as I've gotten older and I've grown. I find that I am more interested in understanding the reason why I'm upset rather than being upset. If something does happen that I don't like or I don't understand, or I'm confused, I'm disappointed, I will invest a huge amount of time into trying to understand how did this happen, why did this happen, and to understand the other person or the other um, side of the situation. So I guess in a sense that does lead to a lower level of explosive um, anger or eruptive behavior. I really get angry, and I do, um, I do really feel sad, and I'm not talking about the average kind of sadness that happens to human beings daily, like, um, oh, my favorite television um, show isn't on, or this documentary I wanted to watch is over, you know, just like general things, of course I'm gonna be, like, a normal person, but, uh, and you know, the thing, about, the thing that I want to say about this category is that when people, when, I think when they say really get sad, I think they're talking about your ability to bounce back from negative things. Like when negative things happen in your life, if you have a, like a positive outlook on life and if your goals are in harmony, if you're, you're, you have a low neuroticism, you tend to bounce back a bit faster and that those things play on each other. They're definitely connected. understand like if something doesn't go your way and then you're feeling kind of sad and you tend to play on it and think about it for a long period of time that tends to make it seem even worse than it is and brings that you know brings brings down your feeling and make you really unhappy so I think that um, definitely plays into that I want to talk a little bit on the causes of subjective well-being because um, subjective well-being is the how do i say this your 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 strived level of happiness there are external influences on people's happiness it's not just your gene and your gene also determines the level of happiness like that goal state that you can reach each person is different some people are extremely happy some people are just um much more glim you no know, um grim sorry or glum or not so like crazy (laughs) and ecstatic like other people Um, but there are external influences on people's happiness for sure your environment plays a huge role in everything that you do the way that you think the way that you react what you consider to be norm you know happiness is extremely relative the circumstances and the circumstances in which you live um, it is possible for some you know some It is possible for some people to be living in complete wealth and opportunities and free of disease and they're not happy. And it is possible for people to be living in poverty with very few materials and struggling but they find time to be happy and to be grateful and to enjoy what little they do have. Um, I would say that it is it is easier, and I'm also basing this on you know on science. it is easier to be happy if you have a supportive family and friends, um, you know a, a good amount of resources to meet your needs and good good health. Those three things are extremely important to creating a very healthy and happy environment on um, both physically, mentally, you know, physically and mentally. Um, I think the only exception to this is people who are like clinically depressed and extremely unhappy with um, while living in excellent circumstances. Um, personality does play a big part. It does have a big impact on your level of happiness people vary in terms of you know propensity to happiness everyone is different okay everyone's personality and outlook on life is different but your environment does play a huge role in how happy you can be and how happy you actually are i want to say um in terms of my own happiness I, i started asking myself you know if I'm happy and the reason why I did that is because at the end of my conversation um, with Nikolai I felt two different reactions I felt a bit of closure and I felt really happy um, hearing from him knowing that he's happy knowing that he's okay but at the same time I, I felt a kind of bit of it was almost like a question popped up in my heart and my head and I started asking myself, so what's next? Like, why do I feel like something is missing? Why do I feel like... Like, I know that it was the end. And it wasn't just about him or, you know, my feelings for him coming. To, not my feelings, but my my connection, my relationship. Or what we what I had for him coming to an end, it was a matter of my my potential for love coming to an end, and I think that's what woke me up to realize that I'm not happy with the way I've been dealing with intimacy and love. You know, I'm taking this class on effective altruism. Because people tend to say that to me, and I wanted to understand um, in detail what exactly that was. You know, it's, um, it's built on, on the idea that living a fully ethical life involves doing the most good that you can. And as a humanitarian, I strongly support and agree with this. I am um, all for the well-being of, human, of the human race, the well-being of each other. If I can be there for my fellow brother and sisters, um, I will do everything I can. I think it's not fair that the world is in balance, and I want to try to do as much as I can to correct this injustice. I think when people consider their own happiness, they, they tend to think of their relationship, you know, success and failures, and some other personal factors. A very important influence on in how happy we are is the society in which we live. Happiness is relative. If you live in a society where it's common for everyone to only No no vehicle, everyone takes a bus and you've got like two houses and you've got a car, I think you're going to be extremely happy in relative to your environment. But if you take yourself out of that situation, place yourself in an environment where everyone's got 10 houses, everyone's got 20 cars and they've got pools and all sort of that, you will instinctively feel a little less happy because... You are not, I'm going to say, happy in relation to your environment. For enjoying life, our relationships with others is one of the most important things. And if not more important than everything else that we could accumulate through the time that we spend here on Earth. The way that we form relationships, the way that we maintain them, um, the types of relationships that we have, it it definitely influences our happiness throughout our entire life. You know, research shows that materialistic people often tend to be less happy. If you put a lot of emphasis on your relationship and other areas of life, besides money and besides physical things i'm not saying that money cannot bring happiness it definitely brings me happiness to be able to um, buy whatever i want and give my parents things if they even when they ask me for it to help others to donate to charity that definitely brings me a certain amount of satisfaction but when two things are sacrificed to earn a lot of money and as a result relationships your relationships with others take kind of a backseat then the pursuit of money becomes harmful extremely harmful it is extremely important to always keep in mind that high materialism it seems to lower life satisfaction and that is something that I have recently um, started to experience. It's, it's, it started to manifest in my mind. I find myself, the older I'm getting, the more money I'm making from my company and my ventures and my investments. I find myself realizing the less I, the less I care about that, and the more I want a family. of people, people adapt over time to bad situations, so sometimes we don't even realize that we are extremely unhappy in negative circumstances, because we tend to adapt as human beings. I think um, my class said that there are just a few things based on science that people never truly adapt to, and that's um, like extreme noise or, you know, bad commute to work. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to go back to one thing that I wanted to mention before I go. It is... I I started saying this before, but I just want to reiterate. It is beneficial to be happy. It is. But this does not mean that people should be constantly ecstatic and, you know, euphoric. It is appropriate and helpful sometimes to be sad, to think, to worry, to be concerned. At times, a bit of worry even makes her positive feelings, makes people more creative and intuitive. And uh, I think right now I'm feeling that level of concern for my own future and my own happiness for what I want. I see I see I see myself with a husband. Probably some <laughs> tech nerd. suburbs, and uh, we're both kind of a bunch of foodies, two foodies. Well, I like to cook, even though I don't like to cook for myself, but I like to cook. (laughs) And uh, I do like the outdoors, I like nature, Uh, but at the same time, I also love um, watching television series and documentaries in the news and Netflix and movies at home. I like being and enjoying. We love being and enjoying each other's companies. Um, Enjoying each other's company. Sorry, my mind is drifting. (laughs) And we're just there snuggled on the couch, watching, watching a movie. You know, the doctor because i'm vomiting (laughs) it's a good vomit okay if you know what i'm working up to i'm talking about having a baby but i'm not a very good storyteller so i'll just stop it there (laughs) the point is i feel this desire this undeniable desire not just for love my life is pretty Of so much love, so much that I am I, very happy to constantly give it to everyone around me in every capacity, in every way possible. I think I want to find someone to give it to, I want to pour all that love. together, filled with love and opportunities and growth. I think the simple truth is that happiness is relative. You can either make your own happiness by changing the circumstances to which you exist or by changing the way that you look at the circumstances. Trying to place yourself in good environments um, that are going to promote growth and help you to get closer to what you want. I think I want to leave you here today um, by saying I hope that you can take some time to think about your own happiness and to think about what you might be missing and to think about your surrounding and how that influences your level of happiness, your perception of life, your perception of love and kindness and integrity, I hope that if you are not happy with who you are or where you are or what you're doing, you can consider taking some steps to changing the circumstances to which you exist by changing the way that you look at those circumstances depending on what the problem is.